Hello, my lovely friends. It is a delicious Sunday morning, and I am delighted I am recording this podcast. This is episode 20, and today I want to talk about becoming emotionally stable. I'll share my experience, signs you need to watch out for if you think you're emotionally unstable, and I'm also going to be sharing my six tips to becoming emotionally stable lady or gentleman. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Redefining Living Podcast, where spirituality is paired with style. I'm Aji Michael, the hostess of this party. So whether you're listening on your commute, exercising, or sitting down with your favorite latte, thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. Welcome back, my lovely. So I was in London uh, some weeks ago to meet up with uh, one of my besties from Geneva and also to attend a 50th birthday party of, uh, of another friend's spouse. I had an amazing time, seriously. And before I forget also, another friend of mine, Subana, she launched a first book last week, Friday. And the book is called Transformation from Within a journey of hope and resilience. So if you are in a low place right now and you need some some love, you need this inner love and strength, this is the book for you. It's available on Amazon. So check it out. Now, so what's about what about you? What's been happening at your hand? What have you been up to? Head over to uh, Instagram at Redefining Living and leave me some love notes. All right. So still on becoming emotionally stable lady or gentleman. I understand even guys now listen to redefining living. That's fine. I want to let you into my love life. (laughs) And so you see about a year ago after, no, not a year ago, about a year after my divorce, I met this dashing dude. He was in his late 40s, divorced, and of course, he had a successful career. Our meeting was kind of divine. We collided into each other at different times, different places, on the same day, twice that same day. (laughs) And we met for coffee afterwards. And to cut to the chase, we started dating. It was beautiful. Really, it was so beautiful until one day I sent him a message that I was upset with him and I didn't want the relationship again. He called and test for a while. I didn't respond. So he stopped. Every day I wished he would call, but he never called. My beliefs about dating and my ego wouldn't even let me call him. 
this went on for about a month. When I couldn't hold it, one day I was at the first place we met. So I took a picture and sent it. It took a while before he responded with a thumbs up. Again, since we both love coffee, I sent another picture of our favorite place at um, and our favorite latte. After two days, he asked that uh, we meet for a cuppa. I was excited. So when, while we're having a coffee anyway, and he told me he invited me for a coffee because he really cared about me and he wouldn't want me to miss out on good people or opportunities because of my emotional instability. He mentioned some things that he identified as red flags and he said he started seeing someone already. We talked at length anyway. He didn't just dump all of those things at me. He later dropped me at home. I cried and cried that day. I think the whole week. I cried not just because a potential relationship ended. It was more of the habits I was exhibiting unknowingly. I mean, I was unaware until he pointed them out. Now, so it's been a journey since then, and I am grateful, really grateful for my growth. My friends, I've come to understand that anger is a secondary emotion. But you must first of all identify the primary emotion that gave rise to it. And these primary emotions are our internal responses we attach to external events and are mostly in the past, perhaps maybe from parents, maybe abusive spouses, maybe you had a terrible boss and other people who hurt us one way or the other. For example, you may have experienced hurt, humiliation, maybe disappointment, frustration. Maybe you fe- you're feeling disrespected, disregarded, perhaps maybe overlooked or manipulated, and a host of other complex emotions. If you've been hurt in this way and you've never brought closure by confronting these issues, you're most likely develop an angry attitude towards those who remind you of the original painful event and makes you emotional unstable. There is a saying that for every minute you are angry, you lose 60 seconds of happiness. When you are emotionally unstable, people can often be judgmental about your behavior. They keep their distance or avoid you by all means without even trying to understand your underlying pain. They're not your therapist, by the way. And also, you are likely not to be recommended for a promotion at work. And if you run your own business, you may find it hard to keep customers or even people to collaborate with you. My friends, what good is there in holding on to bad memories anyway. Now, what does it mean to be emotionally stable? 
It means that you have the ability to be comfortable with a wide range of intense or conflicting emotions, whether positive or negative. It means that you are able to manage your emotions as well as hold space for the emotional complexity within other people. For so many years, we've been wired to think that we can only respond nicely to nice comment. How about when somebody make uh, comments that don't seem to be nice? How do you respond? Who taught you that you have to be angry when somebody make an angry statement? Because we've been trained that this is how you should behave when somebody say something nice to you. When somebody says something that is not nice, this is how that's how we've been wired. Is that a left or right? But you can choose how you react to every complex situation. Now, you might be saying, no, Aji, I think I'm emotionally stable. I'm fine. Or maybe you're doubting within yourselves. Let me share some uh, uh, tests, some of the signs that you, you might, or traits that you may see. Because sometimes some of these things are subtle. Um, emotionally unstable person is not the only person that makes a hell lot of noise. There are other subtle internal signs. For example, do you take everything personally? If you are the type that you take every joke, everything personally, you feel everything is all about you, you're emotionally unstable. Do you have inconsistent personalities? Today you are up, today you are down, today, you know, it's difficult for people to really pinpoint you might even struggle in your relationship. Your partner will be, you're happy in the morning, in the evening, you're sad. Do you rebel at other people's individuality? When you are so quick to want to change people at all costs, you want everybody to see things your way. You do not value other people's individuality. You rebel because other people don't share the same views with you. That's a sign that you're unstable. Are you self-reflective? That is, are you willing to change? When you have, when there are issues, do you take responsibility and reflect and, we, and you know, accept where you're wrong? Accept that, oh, sorry, I didn't see it this way. Oh, no. Or you're always really arguing defensive about your point and you don't give room to see things from other people's perspective. If you're that type, you're emotionally unstable. Number five, do you sense that people walk on eggshell around you? Do you know what it means by walking on eggshell? They just kind of, uh, you know, be careful what to say so that, you know, they don't get, get, <laughs> they don't get your trouble. They're careful how to say things. They're careful. And oftentimes when you are like that, you are likely to be surrounded by hypocrites, people who will not be telling you the truth. Do you engage in obsessive worry or chronic intense anxiety? You worry a lot. Oh, how will this turn out? You worry. You want everything to be perfect. You worry. Oftentimes when people say they have OCD, you know, you know, this is part of it. I love a clean environment, but I don't have OCD. I'm okay to be in my gorgeous mess. Do you, uh, do you often feel sad and depressed? If you have that kind of like, you know, hop today, down tomorrow, that kind of mood, your mood swings a lot, you're unstable. Do you have tendency towards addiction? 
Addiction does not necessarily mean taking, you know, um, drugs. Addiction could be impulsive buying, you know, eating. It could even be excessive sex. Also, do you constantly feel overwhelmed by everything? You know, every little thing, you're just like, oh, I can handle this. You know, you, you, you know, when you're overwhelmed, you have the tendency to bust out. Can you listen attentively and compassionately without judging or having an opinion? Sometimes when people come to us, they don't necessarily need our advice or whatever. They just need you to listen. Are you listening to make space for them? Are you listening to judge them or to compare? When you are in that mode, when you're in that mode, you are emotionally unstable. There are some extremes, for instance, explosive and uncontrollable anger. We know that for sure. There is, when you're crying constantly, you know, emotional. That's why when you have a child who cries constantly, this is the time you need to begin to support them about managing their emotions. And sometimes it could be verbal or physical aggression. Now, oftentimes now, many people are not verbally abusive now, now, but you see all of that on social media. When you go onto your page, what are the contents? What do you write about? That's the first sign. Look at the things. Oh, let God bless me and my enemy. I mean, come on. Or, you know, all those kind of <laughs> negative statements. When you say things like that, there is some internal trouble there that you need to deal with. Check your post. What sort of messages are you sending out? All right. So that's part of verbal and physical aggression. So are you quick to pick up fights with other people? And, you know, this one is also to the extreme. Do you often find yourself breaking things or uh, or destructive behavior, you know, smashing things? I mean, like I said, that's to, to the extreme. These are the signs you can see. I share with you some of the extremes that we can see. And there are some which are internal behaviors. You might want to rewind this and just listen attentively or just reflect on some of the ones that I've mentioned. My friend, there is no way around this. And I understand that it ought us so deeply to not be truly seen, not to be heard or valued. Something within us is suffocating when we are emotionally and psychologically neglected. Something within us breaks when we experience the inconceivably deep loneliness of never being truly seen. As evolving beings, it is our responsibility to learn and evolve. But emotionally unstable people are stuck refusing to deal with their shared emotional reality due to their own unresolved internal wounds. My desire is for you to be emotionally stable because emotionally stable people are overall nice to be around. You feel safe and truly seen in their presence and because there is a real sense of reciprocity and genuine interest in learning more about you, these good-natured and empathetic souls are not scared of emotional complexity or intensity, but instead, they embrace every situation with love. 
I want to be that person. And I am anyway. <laughs> now, I want to share with you uh, my six tips to help you become emotionally stable. Even though if you're on your journey, I believe these tips also will help you. The first tip is uh, acknowledge. Acknowledge the primary heart or emotion at the root of your anger. As you are aware of your tendency to be angry, try to uncover and understand the root cause, which may be, of course, due to past unpleasant experience. For example, like in my case now, I just randomly sent a message to this guy. Because the guy jokingly, I couldn't, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I know that the guy said something, you know, and I was kind of upset unnecessarily. That kind of triggered something in me. I wasn't aware. And I was thinking too much. You know, when people say don't think, don't overthink things. And that's the reason, we, you know, when emotionally unstable people do overthink things. I was thinking on the conversation, on the outing on that day, and I just resolved, no, this is not the guy for me. I sent in a message and boom. Do you understand? Acknowledge the primary heart. So that event that day was not the primary. That was secondary. My reaction was secondary. There was something inside me that I, I would re remain unresolved that I needed to deal with. So when you're constantly angry about something or maybe with some people, it is not about those people. You need to find out what is it about Aji? What is it about this place? What is it about this thing that is always making me to be angry? All right? That takes us to number two. Be aware. That's awareness. Be aware of how your anger is manifesting itself. Okay? Look, an angry attitude hinders your personal and professional development. So realize that where you harbor anger or negative emotions, you give whatever or whoever angers you the power over your attitude. When you know that you have the tendency to be hungry, look out for the triggers. Know when that thing is about to happen. Sometimes it might be you'll be feeling sweaty, maybe your tummy, you know, if you understand your body language, maybe it might be your tummy. Some people will say they, they, they're sweating, their palm, they feel it, you know. Some people feel like they're, you know, they, they're, they're having headache. You know, when you begin to understand that, to control the impact of anger or negative emotions on your body try regular breathing at different times of the day inculcate breathing exercise into things sometimes some things don't necessarily need to happen try as much as possible to breathe often i love inhaling deeply and exhaling with an affirmation such as when i'm doing when you start practicing your breathing i love to use you know, affirmations like, thank you, Father. I'm just saying, I'm just grateful. Thank you, Father. I also like this. I receive your peace now. I receive your peace now. I breathe in. I receive your peace now. Oh, I'll use this one as well. And I have a journal about it as well. I am graced to handle this. It might be meetings, maybe during meetings. And maybe somebody is saying something that I don't like. 
have grace to handle this. By the time I breathe in, by the time I do it three times, I'll just feel fine. So until you're aware of when the trigger is about to happen, you know, you will not be able to take control of all of this. Tip number three, communication. Watch your tone and language in all your communications. I love this affirmation by the psalmist. Dear Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto you. I love that. When you are intentional about the email you send, your words, you know what happened? You send um, you you send a signal, you know, you send a signal to your body, to your cells that you know what you are reprogramming yourself unknowingly. Okay. When you look at your post messages, like I mentioned, maybe your Instagram pages or the post, the things make up your mind to remove some words from your vocabulary. Make up your mind to use graceful words that edify yourself and others at all times. Those words, like I said, they send a signal to your brain, uh, to the cells in your body and nerves and all of your body, you feel harmony. When you feel harmony in your body, it's, it's from inside out. What is inside is what comes out. Okay? So be intentional about your communication. Tip number four, make a decision to forgive. Now, you will know you have forgiven when you no longer want to see your perpetrator punished. Now, I don't want you to confuse this with the fact that you still feel hurt. Of course, sometimes you can forgive. Um, oftentimes we forgive, but we still feel hurt. Emotions follow behavior. If you keep reopening the wound by always talking about the offense, it will never heal. Keep doing the right thing. Pray to God to help you when forgiveness is hard. Yes, it's hard, but you know what? You still have to forgive anyways. Okay, so let's look at tip number five. I love this one. Limit contact with stress-producing people. You hear that? Limit contact with stress-producing people. Now, sometimes it's just impo- it's, it's just impossible to be at peace with certain people. Acknowledges reality. Paul wrote in the Bible. Paul said, do all that you can to try and make it happen. For instance, King Solomon also said, do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered. That is in the book of Proverbs 22, 24. Then Apostle Paul also warned, watch out for those who cause divisions. Keep away from them. Look, in my day-to-day interactions, I have found it best to evaluate each relationship and to prayerfully determine the extent to which I should invest my time in it. Beyond my son, every other relationship is subject to evaluation. Even with him, I still express my annoyance and preferences, or I will pay the physical and emotional price of sending unresolved anger 
on the ground. So when I have a close relative who insists on always being argumentative or negative, I refuse to put myself in the position of having to interact with them on a regular basis, apart from Happy New Year, Happy Birthday, all of those things. The same goes for friends. Those who gossip, criticize others, compete with me or engage in put-downs will hardly ever find me available unless the Lord urges me to spend some time with them for the impartation of his word. I also try to minimize my contact with people who are constantly bringing up my past life or encouraging my old habits. Tip number six, get professional help. If you believe you need more hands-on support to uncover your inner wounds or create healthy boundaries, get help. Look for a professional, maybe you wanted to speak to a counselor or a therapist, please go get help. And tip number seven, the last tip I want to share with you is to commit. Nothing happens unless you commit. Commit to becoming an emotional, emotionally stable woman today. My friend, it takes time to, I mean, it's, it takes time to take your power back. God, sorry, I'm going to take that again. It's time to take your power back. God wants you at peace. So get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger and slander along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. Beautiful. Those are my seven tips to help you on your journey uh, of becoming emotionally stable man or woman. Okay, and I hope you're blessed by this. And I know I'm blessed even listening to myself. I know I am blessed by so. And if you need help on any shape or form, you want to speak to me or one of our counselor or coaches, by all means, send an email to hello at redefiningliving.org. Until another episode, my name is Haji Michael, and I want to say thank you for listening. God bless you. If you enjoy this episode and you want to create experiences that will help you grow, expand, and become more of who you're meant to be, head over to hislady.org and join our list so you get all our fabulousness right in your inbox. Plus, there's a gift waiting for you. Thank you for tuning in.